live from the heart of Los Angeles. This is the at home edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. Look at the bright lights. We have tonight's guest, author and CEO of Practical Path Inc., Wendy Coulter. And tonight's performance guest, Tara Kelly. I am Mark Leisure, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. I have been thinking about medical intuition. It's uh, the subject, it's the title of a book that we are going to be talking about thanks to our guest tonight on the show. And the word intuition has come up a lot in my speech lately because I'm thinking about the show and I'm glad about that. And, and during one of my conversations, I recalled something where I said my intuition failed me. And I laughed it off and moved on. And then I thought, whoa, wait a minute. My intuition failed me. Did it fail me or did I fail to listen to or interpret my intuition? And it became a really real, really big question in my mind. And I thought about growing up how I thought I knew certain things. And now as an adult, I could say, looking back, I knew certain things. I was right about things when I was a kid and I said this or I said that. And uh, I can say now that I, I wasn't right about everything, but I was right about a lot of things that adults said that I didn't know anything about or that I had no place knowing or thinking or talking about these things and I wasn't listened to. And so I, I learned to not listen to whatever that is, my intuition. And so with listening or not listening, I, I wasn't wrong because I didn't listen to the wrong stuff. And I also was wrong because I didn't listen to the right stuff. And I never learned how to know the difference between when my intuition was talking to me and when my head was talking to me. Obviously, for what I do now and how I've done it and the work that I've done, I've learned more and more. I think I could be so much better. And I say this also to remind us that when we have children around us, that potentially they're tuned into something, just putting that out there, and uh, sometimes people are tuned into something and they're offering us something that we want to listen to. But there are times when people are not tuned in. And how do we know the difference? Evidently, this is something we could learn. It can really serve us. I think this is one of the most important things that we need to know. On top of medical intuition, intuition in general. So I'm so excited that we're going to be having part of this conversation, starting this conversation with our guest, Wendy Coulter, today on the show. And a little later on, we're going to have our Ask Dorothy question. And then the uh, performance guest is Tara Kelly, all on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate, but you just can't? 
Do you suffer from anxiety, but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at PhiBeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, Beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on the Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at LifeChangesShow.com. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. Mr. Filippo, we We are are, back. (laughs) We are back indeed. Uh, This is our 694th show. Uh, we're calling it a revolutionary new perspective in healthcare, and I am Filippo Voltaggio, host online with our executive producer and co-host Mark Lejour. See, that was a, a perfect example. I intuited that you still had your microphone muted. Ah, you're so good. So you jumped right <laughs> in. I appreciate that. Well, that's because you took just about every thought that I had that I was going to share in this opening segment. You took uh, in your monologue. So. Um, so important, and I, I really think it's the word of the moment right now is intuition, and there's been so much disinformation and distraction and disconnection that people don't know what their intuition is or how to find it or, 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 or how to build trust in it. You know, I, actually, I, I like how you said that some of the questions we're going to be talking about are medical intuition, of course. So like, what is medical intuition? But, but what is intuition? And what is not medical intuition? And what is not intuition? Uh, and who has this ability? And can it be developed? So the person who has the answers for that is our guest. And we're so happy to have her. She's a certified medical intuitive a certified wellness coach, the founder and CEO of The Practical Path, Inc., and author of Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. Welcome, Wendy Coulter, to The Life Changes Show. Oh, thank you so much, Mark and Filippo, and so so happy to be here. (laughs) Oh, so glad to have you on. As you can see, we have a lot of questions. And and actually, uh, not only are you the author of that, but you are the author of a study that was peer-reviewed that is in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, which I, I assume is a growing field. So maybe that's a... well. Can we start when you were little? Did you also know things? <laughs> yeah, I loved your intro because that is the experience of so, so many people. Uh, we just have intuition 
we're all born with it. Let's let's start with that. Oh. <laughs> Everybody has intuition. It's hardwired into human nature. And what we have is a society and a culture that really doesn't understand it. So when little kids show their intuition, very often uh, they're shushed, right? They're mm. told, Mm-mm, not going to talk about that, especially if it's a little challenging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was one of those challenging kids. And luckily, I didn't get shushed too much. Uh, so I was able to just kind of play with it and develop it over time and not feel like it was weird or odd or strange. Um, and that kind of led me in the direction of following it and trusting it. So good. Then let's get into, since I mentioned the, the study, let's get into the study because I think that also speaks to so much. Sure. I love that you want to jump right there because I'm very proud of that study. When I looked into the research on medical intuition, and I've been a professional medical intuitive for about 20 years, um, and I teach the skill as well to healthcare professionals and wellness professionals, I wanted to see where the validation was uh, in the scientific literature. And there was very, very little. Uh, What there was, was inconclusive or intriguing, but not really definitive. Um, There are studies done on how doctors and nurses use their intuition, and it's wonderful studies to look at. I I wrote about some of them in the book, but they kind of miss the point a little bit because the way people think about it, the way they use it is as these sort of random hits, right? Mm. Uh, They get a hit, like a doctor might um, look at a patient or talk to a patient, get this sort of instant intuitive experience. And that's wonderful. And that's traditionally the way it's been used in healthcare. But the way I use it is as a very deliberate skill. It's a, it's a method that I've developed so that I can work with a client and go from pretty much, you know, A to Z in terms of what's going on in their physical body, what's going on in their energy, what's going on in their emotional um, makeup and things like that. And they don't have to say a word. The skill of medical intuition is me observing uh, their energy systems intuitively. And that's how I pick up all this information. And, and it, it, it's a lot of information for a client and very, very useful. So the study was done uh, in 2019 with five of the graduates of my program, because we knew anecdotally, Filippo, that we were getting, you know, really great We knew people were saying, yeah, you hit that right on, but we wanted to test it. So I worked with some colleagues down at uh, the University of California, San Diego to uh, collaborate on a little bit of a you know, a survey that we could do. Now it's, it's what they call a qualitative survey, meaning we have the medical intuitives and we have people from the community and then people are surveyed anonymously to see, well, did they nail it? How did they do? You know, what, what's your accuracy rate for them? Mm. We didn't, we didn't have access to their medical records, um, but we did have uh, the ability to ask a lot of good questions. So here's what we came out with. Um, The medical intuitives were blinded, meaning we keep our eyes closed. We The only thing we have is a client's name. We don't have any other information from them. And um, uh, that was the idea. So we had 67 folks from the community, some of whom whom came from the UCSD Medical Center. There were patients there. And they rated the medical intuitive afterwards. And we had 94% accuracy in the the location and evaluation of their primary health issue. 
with absolutely no information ahead of time, which is how we work anyway. Exactly. Wow. wow. <laughs> we thought that was a pretty good wow, too. Yes. Um, yeah. So this made headline news. It was all <laughs> over the, the TV and somehow I missed it. Somehow we all missed it. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Wow. We also had a 98% accuracy in uh, this description of life history that could correlate with the health issue. Now that is an mm. under, that's, that's a premise of medical intuition, that there is life history, that these things don't generally come out of the blue physically. We want to look for the why, why is it there? What happened? How did it manifest? Uh, into a, a physical issue. And that's, we can talk about that more in depth. It's a really important part of the piece of the puzzle. But we had 98% accuracy there. The, the participants said, yes, what they saw in my energy in terms of life history really could correlate with this. We also asked the participants, uh, those who had a known medical diagnosis, how consistent was the medical intuitive in describing that issue from that perspective of the diagnosis? 94% accuracy there. So we were thrilled, as you might imagine, um, mm. with that data. And so was the medical community. They were very interested in this because no one had really seen those high of numbers. And, um, uh, you know, it made some ripples where, where it was meant to make ripples. <laughs> so some of this, we can get blood tests or MRIs or things like that and, and get... Uh, so I, I'm not taken away from the amazingness of it. I, I'm actually adding to it by saying, yeah. so some of this we can't, but the rest of it, we can't get from that, that the medical history stuff, the, 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 the possible, uh, history the that leads to yeah. yeah correlation. So, wow. Uh, yeah. And when was this, what was the year? Uh, it was published in 2020. Okay. Oh, all right. So this is good. This is, it's not that long ago, but I, unfortunately no. I hadn't heard too much about it until you came along. So we'll want to hear more about that out in the world. And I'm just going to go ahead and say right now, it's, it's in the book, uh, Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness by our guest, Wendy Coulter. And we'll give more information as we go on, but it's, it's in there. And so we get an idea of what is possible uh, and how, how is this possible? <laughs> how do you do that? That's the question most people, <laughs> most people say, well, you know, you have to be born with it as some sort of special gift. And what I generally say is because we're all born with intuition, um, I, 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 I describe it as a skill set that we can develop if we want to. Similarly, if I wanted to learn how to draw or if I wanted how to learn, learn how to speak Italian or some other kind of thing or play an instrument, what, what would we normally do? We'd think, well, I, I better go get some education. <laughs> I better go read a good book or figure things out or study with a teacher, which I always think is a great idea. Um, and then you get the education and you practice. So developing intuition is very much the same thing. We just don't have, you know, on every street corner, school of intuition <laughs> mm. and because it's not understood and people don't really understand the applications of it. Well, so yeah, that's why I teach. Of, mm -hmm. Yeah. The applications are, are everywhere in everything. Mm -hmm. uh, so before we go deeper, so, so this is amazing. I, I mean, so, 
literally their eyes closed or or mm-hmm. covered. They don't know the person. All they have is a name, and then and then all of this great information. So how uh, how does that happen? Is that uh, what are they tuning into? What are right. you tuning into? Well, the skill that I teach, and there's all kinds of intuition. There's feeling intuition, uh, thinking like you get sort of people call it downloads. <laughs> the feeling intuition people call empath or empathic. Um, there's all kinds of intuition. The kind of intuition that I teach and practice is visual intuition, meaning mind's eye in your mind's eye. And we all know what that is. We all, most people know what, you know, guided imagery does. You have an imagination, you use it, you see things in your mind's eye. And this is a skill that's based on that. So that's a very common experience in human life. Um, But it's a way of using it to tap into energetically, you could say, or intuitively, somebody else's uh, physical body, physiology, biofield, which is aura and chakra systems, and life history. Those are the three, the four areas we look. Um, And all of that adds up to uh, very detailed and specific information based on what's going on in your energy. For me, it looks, and for my students, you know, we we kind of practice looking at it the way you would look at an MRI, but even with more detail, if I can say that, Mm. Uh, and from an energetic perspective. So we're looking for patterns, we're looking for anomalies, we're looking for things that don't look, you know, quite in balance, and what is out of balance, and how can it how can it get back to balance? That, those are the questions that we ask. It's a conversation uh, between me and your body. I'd be talking to your liver or your spleen or your you know, digestive system. <laughs> and it would be telling me and showing me what it wants. Are, are, are you like, hey, liver, how are you doing today? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, is it easy as... as as amazing as this sounds, is it easier to do it on somebody else than yourself? <laughs> That's such an astute question. Um, yes and no. Um, it's I would only I would only say no because we have a lot of emotion in our bodies, right? We have a lot of emotion in our in our feelings, and if we're dealing with something really intense or painful or you know challenging, sometimes it can be challenging to get that open line of communication with our bodies. But I will tell you this, it is not impossible. It just takes practice. So is it easier to look at somebody else's information than your own? Sometimes yes, and sometimes no. But uh, I would always encourage people to try because the truth is, is that our bodies are speaking to us all the time, all the time. And we don't really know how to listen and to pay attention. And that's the skill of intuitive development when it comes to, um, you know, listening and and interacting with our own bodies. And I do teach a workshop that anyone can take in how to open that line of communication so they can get the information from their own physiology and anatomy and energy systems. I'm assuming the workshop is the practical path and people can learn more about it at thepracticalpath.com. Yes. The workshop is called medical intuition for healing workshop. Uh, we'll be coming out with a self-study version of it later this year, which we're excited about. Um, but it's, it's wonderful. It really helps people begin that conversation between their minds and their bodies. So I know in the book, you give a, a self-test that yes. people could, could go through. 
Could you give us an example of uh, other than "Hey, liver, how you doing?" Uh, that that might <laughs> be a conversation. Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of stories from the workshop that are really fun. Uh, where people hear surprising things or, or discern intuitively surprising things that their body wants them to know uh, that they may not have uh, discerned otherwise. Uh, and that is sometimes our bodies just need a hug, you know, some love, some attention. Mm. Um, my experience of looking at people's bodies and, and energy systems all these years is that our bodies have their own conscious awareness. Um, you know, your the cells of our body have their own conscious awareness. And if you've ever read Bruce Lipton's work, he talks about that a good deal uh, in that we are made of consciousness. So why wouldn't the cells of our body, you know, have their own resonant consciousness? So once we understand that, um, developing the conversation is not that difficult. You just need a little guidance and how to do it. Um, and there actually are, for anyone listening here that is interested in doing that, uh, on the website, I've put um, free guided meditations that are sort of basic. Let's open up the door here. Let's let's see how this works. Let's see what my how I can work with my own energy. How I can, you know, have a discussion with my own body. And so that's available to the public as well as in the book, as well as in the workshop. So you can see I'm very interested in people learning how to make the mind body connection. Well, you can see I'm very interested in this because it also <laughs> speaks to so many questions. Is this the right job? Mm -hmm. Is this the right person? Is this the right moment to do this? Uh, and, and, and when we do get answers, uh, sometimes they're obviously wrong and we can rationalize that and say, well, I needed to learn that anyway. And that's, you know, that's what that was meant. Or sometimes maybe it's just maybe wrong. So, so are we not tuning into the right intuition? That's a really good question. Um, here's what I can say about that. Developing a relationship with your intuition is a lifelong practice, first of all, hmm. but we often think that it's going to come to us in a blinding flash of light, right? Like the heavens will open and we get this information <laughs> and sometimes it does. Uh, but sometimes it's very quiet and it comes in just kind of as a passing thought. Um, and when we start to notice those passing thoughts and we start to make a note of them, and I really recommend people write things down, you know, just and date it <laughs> so you can come back later and, and say, oh, you know what? I remember that. Um, that's when we start to develop intuition. Uh, one of the things I suggest to my students is when they learn these skills that I teach, just practice it every day, you know, get up in the morning and intuit what you should have for breakfast. <laughs> you know, ah. just let it be mundane and fun and silly. Uh, a lot of people play uh, what I call the parking spot angel game. You know, that one mm -hmm. where you ask the parking gods to show you the parking, the best parking place. We mm -hmm. do that all the time in LA, right? <laughs> <laughs> Parking's a little challenging. Well, that is a form of intuition. That's called clear cognizance, clear knowing. And uh, if you if you play with it and have fun with it, it'll start to be more and more apparent to you. So when you say uh, the heavens open up and and you know we get a flash or an understanding or something like that, and 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 you reference uh, Bruce Lipton, and I think he talks about God. 
so so some people might say this is tuning into God or or some might say playing God. Some might say it's the angels that are telling us. And uh, some might say it's the devil, stay away from it. Yep. Some uh, might say everything like that. You've heard it before. <laughs> so what would you say to all those people? Well, what I say when people have these very fixed ideas about this uh, kind of natural human skill is that, you know, maybe take a break, take a beat, take a moment and think about it because everybody has the experience of intuition in their lives. And often it's as we just don't recognize it or we may not even um, acknowledge it that way. But when I ask people, have you ever had that experience of thinking about somebody in your life, like your friend or your family member, and within, I don't know, a very short period of time, they email you or text you or call you or whatever, pick up the phone, who picks up the phone anymore? I don't know. But they contact <laughs> you and you're like, well, I was just thinking about you. Well, there's a word for that. <laughs> It's actually been studied, uh, and there's there's loads of information on and and actually scientifically vetted um, and and developed research on intuitive states. And when people start to read that research, and they say they can it can be shown to be repeatable, you know the same scientific method they use with everything, uh, then we hope the skepticism starts to abate. Because when you can prove something scientifically, that should be the hallmark of, you know, whether or not it's valid. <laughs> At least that's what our society says anyway. And we have been able to. And if you look at some of the studies that um, many uh, research organizations around the country and around the world have done, you see that intuition is actually, um, it's scientifically valid. Uh, and yet... In healthcare, it's still a very, very taboo subject. I, I'm, I'm recalling how a friend of mine was showing me this uh, dowsing stick, and mm -hmm. it was really well preserved and in a special box and all of that. And I said, "Wow, why, this! What, tell me more about it." And it was what his grandfather used to use to douse. Uh, uh, oil uh, reserves on land when he was being uh, flown in a helicopter or a private plane by big oil corporations mm -hmm. to tell them where the oil is. And yeah. I thought, how come we don't know this? That a, a company that could just spend a lot of money doing a lot of scientific quote unquote things is using a guy with a little stick. Mm-hmm. And and but we're made to believe that when we think we're tuning into something, we're crazy. <laughs> well, you know, the the stigma around intuition goes way back, um, way, way back, centuries back. Um, but you know, interestingly, it shows up in all of the spiritual texts, you know, that humans have created. Uh, and yet it's still considered quite, you know, non a non-subject. I mean, really, there are people who get very uh, on their soapbox about it, and so they should. Um, it is unfortunate. But I'll tell you that in healthcare, um, when I looked into the history of medical intuition, I found this incredibly rich history through the 1800s 
from about the 17, late 1700s to the 1800s, where actually physicians and scientists of that era were testing people uh, with the, that who had the skills of medical intuition. <laughs> mm. People were able, it was something called mesmerism, and you've probably heard of that, yeah. which is an early form of hypnotism. Mm -hmm. And uh, Franz Mesmer was the German phys physician who created it. And all through, for over 70 years, this skill of lightly hypnotizing patients, and, and they found that they could diagnose their own illnesses, and they could even recommend remedies that you could imagine medicine at the time, you know, they were pumping people full of mercury and, you know, who knows what. <laughs> they were finding that these, um, these mesmerized patients, so to speak, were able to find their way to health by using these medical intuitive skills, really fascinating stuff, completely lost to history for the most part. And um, by the time the 1900s rolled around, late 1800s, 1900s, there was a change in the idea of the scientific method. And this idea of intuition and energy processes and this whole thing was really um, uh, thrown out, essentially, mm -hmm. uh, which is unfortunate. But we do see it now, the resurgence of it in both mind-body practices um, and the Eastern influence on Western culture in that regard, and also energy medicine practices, which are hugely popular in the United States and all over the world mm. and are gaining ground. Well, what is that about? Well, those are intuitive practices in engaging energy, right? Well, what is energy? <laughs> Prana chi, million names for it in our human cultures. Um, and it's now being scientifically studied. So I think this is a really good time to be alive, to be honest, and wow, doing this, this work. Exciting. Yeah. And thank yeah. you for doing this work. I can't imagine uh, a, a better time to bring this up and to have more of this conversation. You could have more of this conversation with your own body, actually. Learn how to do it through the book Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness by our guest, Wendy Coulter. It's available everywhere books are sold and her workshops are available at thepracticalpath.com. You could also find her on social media at the path of practical path and when we come back we're going to have a short couple more minutes with you wendy but i would love to talk about energy hygiene tools like what a great word like energy hygiene tools so maybe we could learn a thing or two that we could do today that we probably really need uh, actually we've learned already so much so when we come back more with Wendy Coulter, uh, we'll also have our Ask Dorothy segment coming up. And then our performance guest, Tara Kelly, all on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author, Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. 
In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic, while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on the Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. A revolutionary new perspective in healthcare. That's the topic of tonight's conversation. If you've been listening, you already know. This is Filippo, and our guest is a certified medical intuitive, a certified wellness coach, founder and CEO of The Practical Path, Inc., and author of Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness, Wendy Coulter. Wendy, M-C-W-C-C-M-I-P. That's, is that what I just read, actually? Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Master Certified Wellness Coach and Certified Medical Intuitive Practitioner. (laughs) Okay, thank you. So what a great conversation we've been having. And there's, this is, this is not even, not even scratching the surface. Uh, However, it rang out to me this energy hygiene tool. I thought, this is what we need. It sounds clean and important. (laughs) Yes, energy hygiene. We think of all kinds of hygiene, especially now with COVID. You got to wash your hands a lot. That's hygiene. Well, what about your energy? Our energy can get very clogged up with other people's stuff. You know, a lot of people who, like I mentioned, um, call themselves empathic. That's an intuitive skill called clairsentience, meaning they feel other people's information in their own biofields and in their own bodies, in their own emotions. And energy and, and energy hygiene is good for everybody, um, but especially people who really feel like they take things on. So one of the first skills and tools of energy hygiene is called grounding. And that's not unusual for spiritual people to talk about grounding. We, we have a million ways to do it. I like to ground through my feet and just imagine roots growing straight down from my feet into the ground and really connecting with the earth. And uh, when you do that, you can just imagine that in your mind's eye, put your feet flat on the floor and just grow some roots right down. Just imagine tree roots or vine roots. And then you can imagine that, you know, if you have any tension or pain or tiredness in your body, just imagine it kind of draining out those feet roots and uh, let the earth just kind of soak it up. And uh, the earth is very nurturing. And that kind of experience can really be wonderful for people. And I find that really helps me every day. So, so are you, you're saying that it, it actually is happening as opposed to just imagining, I mean, we're, we're imagining it happening, but it actually is doing something, right? Well, now what you're talking about is what skeptics talk about. <laughs> like, well, is it happening? <laughs> well, what I would say is try I'm it. I'm not saying I'm skeptical <laughs> at all. No. No, I know you're not. But um, what we don't understand, and this is one of those mind-body practices, what we don't understand is that our minds affect our bodies in 
so many ways. So why not use it to our advantage, right? Mm. Why not imagine roots growing out of our feet, you know, take a few deep breaths in and relax the body, imagine some roots growing down and imagine anything that you're ready to let go of, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever, just draining out, let the earth soak it up and transmute it. Why not give it a try? So what I like, it's a really tall order that your book is, is made as written. You wrote it, not, not for the woo-woo people, although it is for the woo-woo people. Um, I don't mean anything bad by that, but those who believe, I should say, and then also by people that have been trained in the medical profession, right? Yes. And um, I wrote it for everyone. Um, and, you know, the, the question when you have a skill set and, an, you know, educational program like I do is, well, am I going to write this as a textbook or am I going to write it for everybody to understand? Mm -hmm. And my feeling about that is how we've had mind-body practices permeate medicine now, healthcare now, with, you know, doctors prescribing meditation. That's happening, believe it or not, uh, and suggesting, you know, all kinds of things that would have been unheard of 50 years ago, even 30 years ago, um, that this is because I mean, acupuncture too, you know, alternative complementary practices. Um, this is because patients have asked for it. They've said, hey, you know what? I went to my acupuncturist and where Western practices, you know, the pills and the, the procedures didn't work. Guess what? Chinese medicine worked. Well, Chinese medicine is all based on energy. It's based on chi in the body, the movement of chi. And so Western medicine has really had to sit up and take notice. Uh, and interestingly, um, the National Institutes of Health, which is you know, the, the United States um, government organization for that, uh, has a ton of research and data on acupuncture, on Ayurveda, which is a uh, 5,000-year-old uh, method of uh, system of medicine from India based in herbs, naturopathic medicine, all based in herbs and homeopathics and things like that. There, there's the data is there. And because of that, um, integrative health, which is that combination is really starting to take hold. And that to me is extremely exciting. We want to partner with doctors. We want to partner with the medical world and say, we can support this. That's where we belong. Medical intuitives, belong on the healthcare team. Uh, this is reminding me when I was much younger and my dad was in the hospital. I, I remember seeing a woman who, she seemed like she was sneaking around in the sense that she knew she wasn't wanted there, uh, but she knew what she was doing was important. So she would like just do it anyway, wherever she could. And when I asked, who is that lady? What is she doing? because something drove me my attention. They said, oh, she's a massage therapist. You know, she <laughs> makes them feel nice, you know. And it was almost talked down. And now I understand that it's big in the hospitals to have a massage therapist come in, right? So well, I can guarantee you that, well, I can't, but I would guess that that massage therapist was also probably doing some kind of energy work because uh -huh. many of them do. And um, they found already there have been studies on Reiki and healing touch and therapeutic touch in hospitals. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, they're using it for palliative care. But I got to tell you, it is a healing. These are healing modalities. 
And so this will be more and more part of that. You know, I went, I graduated from UC San Diego. I don't remember a course like this in the curriculum, but I get the feeling you keep this up, Wendy, it'll be there and everywhere. And I'm so glad you're doing this. Thank you for writing The Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. And thank you for your course. It's very interesting. I too want to learn more about it and you. Thepracticalpath.com is where you all can learn about our guest, Wendy Coulter. What a pleasure to have you on the show today. Oh, Filippo, thank you. I, it's just been delightful to be here. And, and I really appreciate your energy and interest in this, uh, this field. It feels like the start of something big in more ways than one. So uh, if it's been a lonely path, I'm sorry for that. Thank you for making it to here. And may you have all the support you need uh, to bring forward more medical intuition. Uh, again, thepracticalpath.com and Wendy Coulter. I'll spell that actually, W-E-N-D-I-E and Coulter, C-O-L-T-E-R, Wendy <laughs> Coulter, Essentials of Medical Intuition. All the best to you, Wendy, until we oh, connect again. Shalipa, thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Oh, what a delight. And I've, I've learned so much. And actually, speaking of learning so much, I learned that exact grounding uh, technique from our very own Dorothy Lee Donahue. So uh, it's a good time for the Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, my name is Martina from New Jersey, and I am seeking help for my daughter who is suffering from Crohn's disease. You helped me 29 years ago when I had a severe disease. Through your guidance, I was able to heal myself. I've forgotten the names of the two books that helped me understand how we create our life stories and how to change the negative into the positive. Could you please remind me of the books and how to use them to help us heal ourselves? Dear Martina, it is good to hear from you, and I am happy to help. It is my opinion that the following two books are like the owner's manuals for humans. We get owner's manuals and instructions for toasters, fry pans, and for just about everything we purchase. However, no instruction books are given out at birth for humans. So what happens is that we followed the programs that our parents followed, and these are often programs that have been handled, handed down for centuries. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay and The Life You Were Born to Live by Dan Millman helped me heal myself and understand how powerful we are and how to best live our lives. I lovingly suggest that you not only read the books and that you also choose to do the pertinent exercises that will assist you in changing your lives. Louise's book reminds us how our thoughts create our realities, and it helps us change our focus to the things that empower us. Dan's book helps us understand our challenges and also assists us in remembering why we chose our lives during these interesting times. I trust that these two books will serve you as much as they have served my clients all over the world. They truly served me. Another thing you can do, dear Martina, is to tune in to the Life Changes show every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this time slot is not easy for you, we have all of our shows archived. And we present some of the world's greatest teachers and healers, like our guests tonight. 
for your benefit. You can find live shows in our archives at lifechangesnetwork.com, and the shows are currently available free of charge. I look forward to hearing from you as you and your daughter make the necessary changes to ensure greater health. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back with our performance guest, Tara Kelly, on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. The Life Changes Show is a talk, music, and variety show presented by Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, business leaders, and children, we are here to inspire our audience to do life better. With heart, integrity, and experience, we bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show. As your life changes, we're here for you. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back. I'm Filippo. This is episode 694, and our performance guest is a folk singer, Americana singer, songwriter tara kelly tara welcome to the life changes show thank you so much for having me Filippo. and i just want to say a quick thank you to wendy that was incredible um yeah i'm blown away by everything she had to say you know uh me too and i love the fact that when you and i were talking before the show you were sharing some things about what you've learned in your career and one of the things that came out without you at the time even knowing who the guest was <laughs> going to be and what she was going to talk about is you said i wasn't listening to my gut when i first started in music <laughs> that's absolutely right um yeah, I I started in music really young. I knew I wanted to be a singer from the time I was four years old. And I moved to L.A. when I was 16, um, which is really young to kind of start a career um, on my own without my parents. And um, I was, you know, thrown into a world of producers and songwriters and managers and everybody telling me, like, what I should dress like and who I should 
emulate from, you know, who were the popular artists at the time or, you know, the songwriters I should work with and things I should write about. And none of it felt authentic to me and everything felt like deep in my gut, like it was the wrong thing. Um, but I was like, these people are older than me and they definitely know what they're talking about. And I really had the experience you had of being a little kid and feeling like I intuitively know that something I feel might be different than what my parents are telling me. Um, and I'm being told by adults that I'm, I'm wrong. Mm. Um, so it was really cool to be 16, <laughs> have the experience of knowing in my gut that it was wrong, but being like, you know what, I'm going to try it anyway. Um, and I mean, it was cool in the sense that I recognized it, but tough in the sense that I definitely got burned. Um, I ended up in a record deal I shouldn't have been in. I wrote a bunch of songs that didn't really feel like me and then had to legally fight to get the rights to them back. So mm. um, it was really tough, but I learned honestly pretty well into my 20s um after going through some you know life-changing experiences of my own um and going through some incredibly profound like mental health transitions that if I was going to do this I wanted to do it right and I wanted to do it in a way that felt good and authentic to me and if I could give advice to any songwriter or young musician it would be that like you know the more you can listen to your gut work with people you really love working with, um, find alternative ways to say that you don't like something and suggest a new option. Um, there's always room for like, especially in songwriting, like somebody can say something and the other person can come bounce back with, you know, oh my gosh, that might not be exactly what the song needs, but it makes me think of this new idea um, that could be even better. Nice. Everything is a jumping off point. Everything is collaborative. Um, and there's ways to, you know, still get across what you want to get across. So, um, nice. yeah, I love my career now that I, that I listen to that little voice. Uh, well, we're, we're loving what we're hearing and, and that includes music, which, uh, no one's gotten to hear yet, at least, well, lots of people have, but more people <laughs> will now. We're actually going to get to hear you live online. This is exciting. You're going to be doing a song cuts both ways i guess you could say that's about your music career but i have a feeling it's about a relationship it's about a little bit of both it's about everything um this song is actually about duality um that i heard from a friend during quarantine and it will always stick with me that two things can be true at the same time um just because one thing is true doesn't mean something else can't be simultaneously true and i find that in life like i say it in the song you know pleasure and pain one in the same what are you willing to trade the real answer is that like as painful as that is which is why i wanted to ask the question and leave it unanswered the answer is you can't have one without the other um so in life sometimes it cuts both ways Okay, so you don't give us the answer in the song, but you just gave it to us. But that's mm -hmm. okay. We that's still want I've to never <laughs> this song isn't out yet, and I've never uh, never played it um, except for at a few shows. Um, wow. I've never an online domain, so or a radio domain. So you guys really are the first. Wow, this is exciting. So well, this yeah. is a world premiere online on the Life Changer yeah. Show. Here is it is Tara Kelly live with her song "Cuts Both Ways." This key's 
strong on his breath Will he feel the same way tomorrow? He tells me he won't forget And I wish that I could believe him It feels so good going down Like honey I found Sweet for a moment But it stings my heart on a string The difference between Floating and falling It cuts both ways A double-edged blade We make the bed where we lay Pleasure and pain One in the same What are you willing to trade? in that but before we get into that you can find tara kelly all over on social media tara kelly music tara kelly tara kelly music i'll spell it t-a-r-a-k-e-l-l-y and music tara kelly music all over social media 
Uh, and then on Instagram, that's where you want to go. Uh, she's posting all kinds of stuff there. As a matter of fact, I don't remember if it was there or where, but I saw a, a, a sweet video of you singing the national anthem when you were in high mm. school. Yeah. And, 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 and knowing you were going to be on the show, I was thinking, gosh, you know, what, what, what was it then you were wanting from a music career and what did it turn into? And it's interesting in the song I just heard, my dreams turned to nightmare. Is that mm. at all related? <laughs> it kind of is in the sense that like life is, and I mean, I'm sure you guys say this on the show all the time, but I don't know about you. Life definitely didn't turn out the way I expected it to. Um, in fact, it turned out better. But mm. sometimes, which is obviously, you know, not quite related to that lyric, that lyric for me um, is that, you know, my dream, for example, of coming to L.A. and getting a record deal like that record deal specifically was a nightmare. Um, and the, you know, publishing deal I have now a dream, but a dream mm. I never expected to have. Like the first record deal I got that, you know, was my dream deal um, was with um, I mean, I can't say exactly who it was with, but it was with um, a company that would have made me like a teen pop star. And that was the dream. And now I'm like, I would much rather be, you know, doing well mm -hmm. in <laughs> in the age I'm in now. And and I have something to say now in a way that I didn't as a teenager. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm glad that that nightmare happened because it led to a better dream. Wow, very nice. And then while you and I were talking, I wrote down a couple of things you said, like, don't just swallow your feelings. Mm, I did that a lot. I swallowed my feelings quite a bit. And now I make sure to express something to a lot of my collaborators. Um, and I have a great producer I'm working on this record with now, Colin Martin. He's incredible. And he he challenges me, but he also makes sure that, you know, all right, if you have something to say, like, if you don't like this or, you know, just say it. And I'm like, because we have such a great artistic and collaborative relationship, I feel comfortable saying that now. Um, so I would, yeah, definitely encourage other writers and artists to do the same. Yeah, well, actually, it's through Colin Martin that we came to know you. So thank yeah. you, Colin Martin. <laughs> He's the best. Uh, so much thank you. And so we're going to get to hear another song. And, you know, it's funny you said I can't say that. Well, there are a lot of things you can't say because you got some new music and you can't talk <laughs> about that. You can't play it, but you just did play something that hasn't released. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I can play it. Yeah, exactly. I can play it. Um, and I'm so excited to have it out in the world. Um, it's all it's all currently uh, being worked on at the moment, as every artist ever says, um, and it will it will come out really soon. And I'm so excited about it. But um, my manager would kill me if I gave away release dates. But yeah, I'm just I'm super, super excited. I love the the sound I'm in and the things I'm writing about now. So I'm I'm excited to share it with you guys. This is this is fun well, for me. Thank you. We're excited to hear uh, what is we're going to hear Matters of the Heart. And tell us about that. Matters of the Heart, um, to keep it brief, is a conversation about the first love I ever had um, and that eventually he ended up we ended up breaking up and he um, married someone else and moved on with his life. And I was worried that I would never move on. Um, and then I gave myself permission to. And that's all wow. it took. OK. So, All so right. Well. That. So is this song out? 
Um, it's not out. This is also oh. this is a world premiere as well. Well, okay, <laughs> that's two for two. Here is a <laughs> world premiere of Matters of the Heart with uh, Tara Kelly performing live online here on the Life Changes Show. Heart. I was nothing more than fluent spark. I was but a battle lost that no one ever wins. And if captured by your queen, I was just a pawn you didn't need. Another means to ends that I will never see. Is it wrong for me to hope you're happy now? That I led you to a place I haven't found Cause I, I, I Won't always love you I, I, I Won't always love Telling you that I was a reckless, shallow fool It might have been because I thought you just the same But in matters of the heart we never been so far apart And it was easier to let you take the blame Is it true you found a house upon the hill? Who's to say that she wears shoes I'd never feel? Cause I, I, I won't always love you. I, I, I won't Kelly, thank you. We could hear that folk Americana singer-songwriter we just heard in Tara Kelly just now. You could follow her, learn more about her. She's actually uh, got a website, musicterrakelly.com, but everything else on social media is Tara Kelly Music. So 
go to uh, Tara, T-A-R-A, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Tara Kelly Music on Instagram for sure. Tara, uh, what, what a great mantra for yourself. Did it help you? Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show with us. This has certainly helped us between you and Wendy. What a show. So Tara, all the best to you. Tara thank Kelly. you so much for having me. It was our pleasure. And again, a thank you to Colin Martin. So that was Tara Kelly, our performance guest. And a big thank you once again to our interview guest, Wendy Coulter. And that is our show on behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our executive producer and co-host, Mark Lejour. I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes, like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to the Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at the Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant life changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes. <laughs>